This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Avery. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Goldberg. I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We have a replacement for Kevin. Or for Tommy, I should say. He is huge Mighty Ducks fan, but you probably know him better as the creator of the Goldbergs, the hit ABC show. Not the goalie. Not, Not the goalie. The goalie. The yes. It is the hit ABC TV show, the Goldbergs. Adam F. Goldberg is here. Adam, thanks for taking the time. You are welcome, guys. I'm very excited to talk Mighty Ducks. Yeah, so first of all, congratulations on, on the Goldbergs and uh, school. And... Uh, yeah, so just take us through. You talked a few years ago on Chris Hardwork's podcast about how the Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks meant a lot to you. And uh, just what is your sort of Mighty Ducks origin story? How did you first get introduced to it here? Well, let's go. Let's see. Uh, comes out in 92. So I think I'm a freshman, sophomore in high school, maybe. Um, so, you know, for me, uh, I grew up in a hockey family. Uh, in Philadelphia, my, uh, I did an episode about this. I went to the old York road skating club mm-hmm. where my brother just loved, loved playing ice hockey, flourished, played ice hockey up until medical school. I, I was put in there by my dad cause I was a complete unathletic, um, just spaz who hated every moment of hockey. I had a lazy eye, so he thought it would be great for my hand-eye coordination. <laughs> they threw me on the ice, I think at seven. I didn't even know how to skate, and I had all the pads on. And my coach, who I'm still friends with, uh, remembers, uh, says I'm the worst player he's ever coached in his coaching career. He had to <laughs> give me a chair to push around because I couldn't even – they called me the tripod because I would use my stick to, like, prop myself up. So while everyone else was learning, you know, was doing drills and learning how to shoot, I was just like pushing a chair around because it took me like a year to just learn how to skate straight. (laughs) Um, So I had played hockey up until I was 15. Um, My my dad just forced this upon me. I didn't do any sports at school. And he was like, you're going to do one sport. Uh, He was a basketball player himself, went to college. Murray went to college on a sports scholarship um, for basketball to um uh, penn state so he was like big sports guy so is barry and i was i identified with the ducks because that was me i was the underdog misfit kid uh played hockey and then on top of it when i see it there's a character named goldberg who's the goalie um and he's a chubby kid as was i at the time so it was like so weird that you just you know, this is in the 90s that there's a the fact that there's a character named Goldberg who's playing hockey. And on top of it, 
the character is from Philly, yeah. goes out of his way to explain he's from Philly and wears a Flyers um, jersey the whole time, which was my favorite team. Now, while I hated playing hockey, I was obsessed uh, from ninth grade on with the Flyers. Um, and I did an episode about this last year as well. I discovered going to games with my dad was better than playing. Yeah. So I quit playing and we, that became our thing. We'd go to games together and I was so obsessed with the flyers. I would like cut together reels of all the fights and the goals and I would tape every game and I would memorize the stats. I was just totally like, I took my love, my geeky love of star Wars and all that stuff and applied it to the flyers. Um, so this movie for me was just, it like mirrored my life in such a weird way that it was like these, and it was a it was a great kids movie, and my favorite movie of all time is The Goonies. So yeah. even though I was a teenager, I still love this movie. And then of course Barry and I discovered this movie as well, and it became like our thing where we would watch. Uh, every, you know, I watched that first one all the time with him, and every time a new movie came out, we'd go and see it. Um, so we just yeah, and it was because there was a character named Goldberg who was from Philly. So it was a weird coincidence. <laughs> nice, nice. So. We did an episode on who would win a fight between the Goonies and the Mighty Ducks, and we had somebody else in there. I think the Sandlot kids. Uh, yep, yep. Any handicapping on, on how the Goonies would do versus the Mighty Ducks just in a, like a, a street brawl? I mean, look, I think um, I think Mouth is scrappy for sure. Um, you know, I would match up – like I would probably match up Mikey to – uh, in in fighting skill to Lester Averman, so I think that's a okay. draw. I think I think Chunk and Goldberg match up. Yeah, uh, I would give um, I'd give that to Goldberg again. You know, he got strapped to a goal and and learned not to fear something flying at his face. And you know, Chunk, all Chunk wanted to do that whole mo- movie is run away. Yeah. Um, until the end, but that was because Sloth kind of was his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got Sloth, who is a goonie. And that's a tough one because I feel like Sloth takes out the Bash Brothers. Oh, wow. I, I think Sloth probably is a one-man wrecking crew. <laughs> He's the game changer it. there. So now that I'm – and Sloth is a goonie. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it's, it's probably just by sheer, by sheer age and size, you've got to go goonies. You've got to. Um, unless you are putting Emilio <laughs> as a mighty duck – so if Gordon Bombay is in there, I mean, look, Gordon Bombay would probably be taken out by Brand, by Mikey's brother, so you can't match up there. So it's probably Goonies all the way. Yeah. yeah Goonies all the way. Yeah. I think in our episode, we theorized that the Sandlot and the Mighty Ducks would form an alliance to take down Sloth. And then it'd that just, makes sense. Yeah, then it'd just be a free-for-all. I don't know. That's, I really don't know. I mean, that's a lot of numbers between Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. And are you talking about Mighty Ducks from all three movies? Or are you talking about Mighty Ducks from just, like, the first, the OG, yeah. the original? I think, I think we're taking the whole Mighty Ducks roster, but no, like, varsity players from D3 or anybody right, like that. Right, right. Right, because I was going to ask about varsity players from three. But, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say... Um, Sloth, that's a wild card. I mean, yeah. Sloth took his two brothers down really easily um, and almost has super strength. So he's almost – and I would also say this. Between Sandlot and Mighty Ducks, it is very PG, 
And Goonies, you know, they had bad language in there. Yeah. They were a little bit more edgy. So I feel like got the kind of like what they would pull in a fight might be a little bit more like PG-13, which gives them the edge there. Makes sense. I like, I like to think you've been yeah. waiting your entire life to answer this question. <laughs> no, I, you know, believe it or not, it, I was kind of like, I didn't know the answer at first, but I, 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 that's why I kind of found it as I went along once I realized Sloth was in the mix. Yeah. But uh, no, I definitely have a lot to say on that subject for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's that usually I could, our, our... I could talk about that for a while. Yeah, that's usually our podcast. We just find it somewhere <laughs> near the end there. So... <laughs> Yeah, so the other thing you said on, on Hardwick's podcast a few years ago is that you created a whole Mighty Ducks 4 treatment. What I was did. Yeah, what was uh what first of all, what happened to that? Did it go anywhere? Well, yeah, it did. I mean, it's a really cool story. Um that I for fun came up with Mighty Ducks 4 and have worked on it for the last I'd say 15 years. Um, and essentially it's been my dream to get it going. And I, about eight years ago, pitched a version of it to the producer, Brad, um, and Brad Kerner. Is that, is that right? I think that's his name, Brad Kerner, maybe. Um, who's like the main producer of the movies mm-hmm. and Steve Brill would be the writer, you know, you know, and eventually, a director, right? Mm -hmm. And Steve Brill wrote Mighty Ducks. Uh, This guy was an actor first, um, friends with Adam Sandler and that whole crew, the David Spade crew. So kind of when when Sandler found major success, um, Brill started directing Adam Sandler movies and Judd Apatow movies. Brill did uh, Without a Paddle. I love that movie. Um, Steve, but for me, this was the guy that wrote Mighty Ducks when he was like in his early 20s. And this movie got made. And as a writer, I mean, imagine writing a movie, a kid's movie, like a Bad News Bears with hockey. And this movie becomes three sequels, an animated series, and a sports franchise. I mean, it's absurd, (laughs) right? That's like the dream. So I think Steve always wanted to be an actor and director, but because of Mighty Ducks, was getting all this writing work. And I I knew that there was no... There was nothing in development on it, and in fact, Brill wanted Steve wanted to move on with his life at that point years ago, right? Like say eight years ago. So I went to the producer myself and I said, "Here's what I think the movie is," and I walked him through it. And and the producer said, "Well, I have my own ideas on what the movie is, and it's this." And he told me that, and I said, "Well, that's not the movie I want to do." So it's it it was a fun exercise to come up with a Mighty Ducks four, and I went on my way. Uh-huh. And then about four years ago. I am now part of the Adam Sandler camp because the Goldbergs is produced by Adam Sandler. Okay. So I'm at a Christmas party where I see Steve Brill. And I go up to him and I just assault him like the biggest fanboy nerd about Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and I have the treatment and I want to do it and here's what it is. And, and he is like so overwhelmed by just my volume of Mighty Ducks and – just we're at a party it's not the time or place and i'm like such a nerd about it and he's like i'm good man and just like that's great thank you for being a fan i appreciate it Uh, like get me away from this guy (laughs) and i'm like following him around at the party like but wait he listened to goldberg my thing for that and he you know basically like ducks away from me because it's like you know, he's just like, ah, I'm at the, I'm at like this Christmas party and I don't want to do Mighty Ducks. And this guy is like, who is this guy? Like, he had no idea who I was. I think I looked scared him almost. 
So then he realizes that I'm the guy that's doing the Goldbergs, and he put like years, another four years go by. Now we're like last year, mm-hmm. and I get a random email from him, and he's like, "Hey, remember when you pitched me Mighty Ducks four? <laughs> Can I talk to you about it?" And I'm like, "Wow, like I I can't believe it." So he comes in, and I give I pitch my treatment to him, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best moments as a writer I've ever had because, you know, for Steve, and he explained this to me, he's like, look, I wrote this a long time ago in, in 92. He wrote it in, let's say 1990 because mm-hmm. it went through all these changes. Maybe he wrote it in 89. It takes three years to get a movie made. So we, I think he was in his early twenties, not mid twenties out of college. So he didn't know what he was doing. He writes this movie. And he's like, you know, it's a kid's movie, and it became a whole thing. But he's like, I wrote it, and it was a thing that I did. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and that's what it was for me, was the start in my, of the business for me. But he's yeah. like, but I, he didn't really, I think, fully understand or start to understand until a couple years ago that for people like us, uh-huh. it's like in our DNA. So I pitched him such like I went through every character, characters I don't know that he remembered <laughs> as well as I rem- I know them. You know, these uh-huh. were, you know, and he was, and I went through what I said every character was doing now, even to a point where it wasn't even necessary for the movie. And I mapped out this whole thing, and I did it for free. You know, and he was just very touched by the fact that something he would make that he would write himself so long ago would inspire someone who's like in the business working that's kind of a colleague of his now or like, you know, has a show on that would like still take the time to do all this for free. And I think that's when he was like, this is an important thing. This is more than just like some kids movie. It means a lot to a lot of people now that now are having their own kids and can bring their own kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so I pitched the whole thing out to him and, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm at Sony, and I'm, that's what the, they produce the Goldbergs. Uh-huh. And now I have a spinoff of the Goldbergs. And this is Disney. Mighty Ducks is Disney. And there's, you know, talk of a TV show, and, and Steve is involved. And I wish I could be involved. And mm-hmm. if I was free, I would be doing that show with them, for sure. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm just happy that, you know, in all of these things that I love, be it Star Wars and any of these like like things that are coming back now, like Star Wars, like that back, all these titles you saw as kids, yeah. you know, the Cobra Kai show, whether they work or not, I'm just happy that it's back in the conversation and that it's a, and that it's something that is another shot bite at that apple that has been gone for so long. So I'm happy that Steve is trying to get a TV show going. Um, I hope I gave him a bunch of ideas. Um, I don't know what he is doing with them. Um, uh, you know, look, he's the guy that created it. So I have no right to tell him what the characters are doing now. If something pops in in there, I will be honored. Um, something that I pitched him, uh, just like my first job in the business was writing a Muppet movie for ABC called the Muppet Wizard of Oz. And I went to the table read and I saw the, I saw like Kermit say some joke that I wrote (laughs) And the movie didn't fully work, um, but 
In fact, one review said it ruined the whole franchise. So, you know, <laughs> uh, what can you do? But, you know, I was like, Kermit just said my line. So I would have done that for free. Um, so, like, I hope instead of, like, being like a jerk about it and being like, I gave you that idea or even the whole thing, like, I would just be any version of Steve doing the Mighty Ducks I'm on board with. So um, I hope he gets it going. I hope it sees the light of day. I hope there's a point where I could go in and write an episode. I wish I could have helped him bring the show back in the right way, but I just, I'm, I'm unable to like legal, literally legally Sony owns yeah. me and Disney says, well, we have Steve Brill, but we don't need you. We, you already have a show on ABC too, the Goldbergs and the spinoff. So, you know, we're not going to team with Sony on our property. Um, so that's, that's kind of where, uh, where that's the story of like how I got to pitch the, the Mighty Ducks, the brain behind the Mighty Ducks. Like for me, it's not the director. It's always the writer. Mm -hmm. This is the guy that came up with all the characters that was on the set every single day for that first movie, who's in the first movie um, as the lawyer against Emilio Estevez. So like, you know, that's, he is the Mighty Ducks to me. And I got to tell him what the characters were doing today and what my idea for the reboot was and how to do it. And he is now doing his own show, his own version of it. I have heard nothing about it. Um, you know, I honestly don't really want to know because then I'd want to help and I can't help. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, it was just some, it was just a long, it was just a really cool full circle moment to be able to tell the guy that created these characters, like pitch him a story with his characters. And he was very touched by it. And I was very excited to do it. It was awesome. Have, have you come across anybody in the business that's anywhere near as fanatical about the Mighty Ducks as you are? Um, the only person is Joyce Eng, who's like a, um, yeah. She's an entertainment writer, and girl. she's the one who got me listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I've given her Mighty Ducks art that I've come across. We, uh, she read my. She's the only one who's read my treatment. Um, she was really like really in. I was keeping. I was giving her updates as I was pitching the Brill and can I do the show and is it possible and going through that whole rigmarole and can we do it as a movie? Can it be a show? And then just the realities of I'm with Sony kind of hit. And, but you know, she is definitely, uh, she identifies with the movie in different ways than I do, but it is part of her childhood. Like it is part of mine. And, um, yeah, so we always have that. And whenever I see her, or there's an interview, there's like half of it is Muddy Ducks talk that never makes the interview. <laughs> um, and then we talk about whatever we need to talk about. So, uh, yeah, so she's really the only one. And um, I wish the movie came out in 89 because I could put it on the Goldbergs um, as, a, as, a, as a Mighty Ducks episode. It's yeah. my own thing because I do these movie homages. Of, but I just can't. 92, it's, it's, it's off the table. <laughs> Well, that's true. Like, isn't the spinoff going to be in the '90s though? Can we have like a Muddy Ducks reference in there or something? Of course. I mean, look, the, the spinoff is in um, the spinoff is in the '90s, and of course, I have a list of all the seminal movies for the '90s for for me. <laughs> Muddy Ducks is on there. It's just a way of you know, being that the Goldbergs is about yeah. Adam Goldberg, and there's a kid on the show 
who hates hockey. <laughs> it's like I did a whole episode, the true story about how I scored on my only yeah. scored one goal, and it was on my on my own goal. I mean, that would have been great to wrap my deductions into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I couldn't, and that's a bummer. And you know, look, maybe there'll be a kid on the spinoff who is bad at hockey, but it was just right there. It was yeah. right there for me, and I couldn't do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that was season. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, I think it was season one when you scored on your own goal in that episode. But uh, I'll. I'll I think it was called Lame Gretzky. It's one of my more favorite episodes. Um, I think that was like the episode where I kind of figured out what I was doing, (laughs) and um, and and really embraced that this was going to be like a show about my family, which up until then it really was a hadn't I wasn't fully on board yet with what I was what I was kind of. It wasn't my intention to do a show called The Goldbergs. Why there's a sister, the, the family had a different name in the pilot initially. So um, it really took a couple episodes, like 10 episodes. I was like, okay, I, I fully get what I'm doing now. So, I, so then I was able to tell that very painful and embarrassing story. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. Big learning episode for me, that hockey one. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you're, like, allowed to talk about your treatment or what the rules are, but can you give us the gist of what happens in, in your idea of Mighty Ducks 4 there? Well, here's what I would do. You know, I pitched it to Steve, mm-hmm. and, you know, my dream was for it to be a, a movie, and then even a show and I see how it could be a show and then Steve's going off and doing his own thing mm-hmm. and if Steve sees the light of day you'll have a lot to talk about because of the Mighty Ducks TV show yeah. <laughs> um, if it sees the light of day I will come back on the show and I, we can discuss Steve's show Okay. and I, we could, I can then pitch you what my version would have been All right. and we could talk about what did Steve get right what do, what do we like was there anything from my version that would have been cool Otherwise, let's say, Steve, um, the thing I don't want to happen is I, Sony comes back with Steve at some point, and Steve says, oh, we need this, that, and the other thing. Can we make a deal with Adam? To, you know, yeah. And I've already told the whole thing here and <laughs> ruined it. Yeah. So let me, t- you know, I just want to, I hold out like desperate hope, and I believe that everything works out for a reason. So I hold out hope that maybe one day somehow I can integrate or join or, and if that doesn't come to be and Steve's show is the show, which I hope it is, um, cause he should be the one doing it, not me. Then I will come and talk about like what my, you know, fanboy version is <laughs> and Steve's is the legit version cause he is the Mighty Ducks. Right. So, yeah. um, I just don't want to at this point tell you like all of the, what, every character I see where they are now, but it, it was the standard, um, Josh Jackson, Charlie is, is, is in charge of a team. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's basically like rebooting the redoing like JJ did with the, with the new star Wars movie. He just told star Wars again. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that with the mighty ducks. All right. Fair enough. Well, so I think, and that's, look, that's online, that idea, like that's where you go to initially. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, Josh Jackson, who's so great, like, you know, and can center a show, and he has. Like, Fringe was one of my favorite shows when mm-hmm. it was on. So we know he could handle himself a show. 
and uh, to put him at the in charge of the new Mighty Ducks is like that's that's what it has to be, you know, no matter who does it. Um, and you know, a little tidbit that you guys probably don't know is um, a writer that I I frequently work with um, who created um, a lot of great Disney Channel shows. He worked on my show Breaking In. His name is Matt Dearborn. Mm-hmm. He took a stab at a Mighty Ducks show for the Disney Channel. Oh. Um, already, so that script does exist somewhere. Interesting. Um, he Matt created um, or created and or show ran like Even Stevens, Phil of the Future, oh. Deacon Luther. Um, I think he's doing. Uh, um, uh, what other shows did he do? I mean, he's done all those like you know great Disney Channel shows, and like the next one he wanted to do was The Mighty Ducks not because he was a fan of it, but just I think he saw there was a way to just do that show. And I believe his take probably was the movies never existed and it was just a hockey team. <laughs> and it, it wasn't a sequel. It was like, this is the Mighty Ducks and they're all new characters and you're taking like the title and making a new show. Uh, mine was like, what, where are the characters now? Yeah. And who are the new characters? Um, so, so like Disney is trying to do something with it. Well, I don't know that it's going to be a movie, unfortunately, because it's just, they only make 10 movies a year. Mm-hmm. If that maybe five or, you know, um, let's say Marvel. Those are movies that they're doing, <laughs> yeah. they're doing Marvel movies. They're doing star Wars movies. Um, they're doing, uh, they have these, just, they have every franchise, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're doing those, and then I think a Disney movie now is like um, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, you know, they're doing The Lion King, I think. Like, it's taking their old, uh, what was the Emma Watson one that just came out? Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Right? That's, they're just, or Pirates of the Caribbean. They're doing like giant four quadrant mm-hmm. like spectacles, and they're not doing like on the scale, like they're not doing Mighty Ducks anymore. Yeah. Like I, they just, that's not their agenda right now. So I think if we see it, it, it will be a TV show. All, all we know is whatever, part. whatever incarnation it is, uh, it, it definitely deserves uh, a couple cameos from hosts of a particular podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve. Sure. Brown. Of course. Yeah. We're trying to get <laughs> in would on you it. guys, would you guys want, would you guys approve of a Mighty Ducks show? Let's say if like, my friend Matt got that off the ground and it was just all new characters and a new silly coach. And it was like even a multicam where it was like big bang theory, where it takes place in the locker room. And like, would you guys approve of that? Or to you, mighty ducks has to be what we grew up with in the nineties. I mean, I, I think we would approve of pretty much anything, but uh, I, I think I, I kind of lean towards the continuation of the story. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I, I would be open to giving it a chance for sure. I think the hope is just like making something good that doesn't suck. As long as that happens, I mean, I'm <laughs> down for it. So, have you guys seen the Cobra Kai show? Uh, not yet. It's no. on my list. Okay, it is to me like the best thing of this year. Interesting. It's a complete masterpiece. Um, it's anyone who grew up as like worshiping a any kind of movie from the 80s or 90s and then being 40 
and then being tasked with like bringing that back, you can't do better than that. Okay. Um, it's like, so I highly recommend that to anybody who knows the original and likes the original, like that's everything that the mighty duck should be. Um, and what I hope it can be and what I hope Steve wants to do. Um, and there's always a corporate agenda, especially from Disney, right? Do (laughs) they not want, maybe Disney doesn't want to see Charlie Conway like anymore. I don't know. Um, maybe they go, it has to be its own thing and we have to have new kids and we don't care about these old people. Like I think in the new star Wars movie, that's kind of the new agenda, right? Everyone owns Luke Skywalker and princess Leia. Like we want to introduce new people like Ray and Mm -hmm. Poe. And so it's, it's about for them. I think it's about like what it, not what it is in the past, but what they own now and what it is moving forward. So um, I, I hope, but, but the Cobra Kai show, you know, it's on YouTube Red, so it's kind of hard to get. <laughs> yeah. I, I work at Sony, so I was like, give me the show. I want to see it. And they, <laughs> so I got a copy of it. And, um, but after, after I watched the first four, I did sign up for YouTube Red because I was like, I got to watch the rest of this thing. Wow. And it is the best version of taking old characters and like turning, like turning everything on its ear, who was good is now bad, who was bad is now good. You know, all of them have kids. The kids either are just like their parents, but also the opposite of their parents. It's, it's really, it's brilliant. So there's that opportunity here for Mighty Ducks. I just hope that Disney can recognize what they have, because I do know that it speaks to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and the characters speak to a lot of people. Um, and I don't know that they fully do yet and i hope they can recognize that this is like a franchise they should they have a a sports team named after it and (laughs) sequels and animated shows so um yeah hopefully it could come back and they have a whole streaming service now like their own netflix yeah they need a lot of content so hopefully it can go on that and we have a whole mighty duck show and uh and it's great yeah i'd even be down for like a hawk spinoff or a team iceland (laughs) spinoff Something like that. So, uh, so Adam, we- uh, I would do a, a Hawk spinoff would be cool too. I yeah. mean, um, one thing I did learn a little tidbit was that the sequel, uh, part two, oh, I'm sorry, part three mm-hmm. was going to be. So I went, when I met with that producer, um, at the time, high school movies were doing really well, and so were high school shows. So the edict from Disney was make this like a high school movie as opposed to like first it was Mighty Ducks on a pond. Right. And then in that first movie, they go from a pond to a rink. Now they're like in the second one, they're playing the the Goodwill games. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, The junior Um, Goodwill games. And then Edward junior Goodwill games. And then the third one, they were going to do like, they were going to join up the bad guys from the second with the ducks from the second and they were going to join their own team and they were going to play the junior olympics Uh, oh i would be down so so instead of doing that which was like opening up the movie even more like like the ducks keep getting bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. they scaled it back and they were like let's make a small character high school movie Hmm. which i think is really interesting in theory um but i would have loved to I think the thing with the ducks was wish fulfillment and that third movie for me lacked was like taking grounding this silly kids movie and it didn't work as well for me like seeing charlie struggle and seeing the ducks not want to be ducks 
and, you know, and having to put on another jersey, you know, like it just, and being bullied by older kids. Yeah. I wanted to like, I wanted it to, it was like, I wanted it to be like off the rails, like they're superheroes. <laughs> and they're now like, you know, yeah, they're playing the Olympics. Why not? Like, yeah. put them in the Olympics. <laughs> um, so, like, I think I, I bummed they didn't go that direction. Uh, I think it would have been a cool movie for the third. Well, as any of our listeners know, I'm like one of two people on Earth whose favorite of the three is D3. So I'll yeah. have to respectfully and disagree with you there. <laughs> respect, of course. That's its own conversation. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think, wh- what do you think of that version of that movie? Like, what are your thoughts of that? Loving the third so much, you're like, it's the only thing I see is the third? Or you're like, oh, I, I could see how that could have been a cool movie. Uh, I, oh, I, th- I think that other concept would have been really cool as well. Um, I don't know. I think maybe the age I was when I watched E3, I just really identified with it. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, when I saw Mighty Ducks 3, I was in college. So <laughs> probably didn't speak to me as much. Yeah. Yeah. As, you know, the, the, the first when I was like a young teenager. So, yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. All right. So we have one last thing for you here. We have sure. a thing called the quack question where we ask the audience to send us in questions. We try to answer the best ones. Uh, we put out a call for questions relating to you. You actually answered one of okay. them just on Twitter, but <laughs> Kevin has another one for it. Kevin, sure. what is the quiet question? Okay. I think this one might need a little bit of a qualifier, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, this one comes from Maria Cristina, who's at Maria Pianelli on Twitter. Uh, her question is, if you could cast one of the ducks to be in the Goldbergs, who would it be? Who would they play and why? Well, I think it's obvious that you would put Goldberg on the Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of your, your go-to. Um, but I guess uh, I would say if I were to cast anybody, I'd probably go Averman. Um, uh, I would go with Lester Averman. Cast, like, that's, that's the kid. Like, I love that. That character was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and so I just loved that. Like I went to a, the, the a screening at the, um, El Cap, uh, last year. Were you guys there? I tell you, no. like I uh, was in the, so they reunited, they did a whole like mighty ducks anniversary. They gave out posters and they had cast members there. And, uh, so that actor was there and he looks exactly the same <laughs> now. Um, so it like, you know, it's not like he grew up and you don't recognize the actor anymore. Like I put on the actor from weird science and no one barely recognized him. <laughs> um, so Lester looked the same, the same, it, it was just like, Oh, there's Averman. And I just loved that. I just thought he was so funny. Like I loved that. That was reminded me of how I was when I played hockey, just doing SNL bits, um, <laughs> always like commenting how the situation was absurd, uh, not wanting to to really just be more color commentary than actually participate, being a wise ass. That's how I covered my inadequacies and my <laughs> uncomfortable, like that my dad was forcing me to play. I was like, I'll be the clown. Um, so I love, I love that. And I, I love that character. And I, if I were to do like a, a hockey episode, let's say on the spinoff or needed a new coach, I would love to put him as the coach now and like, yell at a kid for being a wise ass to give a shout out to the, to the Mighty Ducks fans. Um, something about Lester Averman just being super like, I guess he was just like a little Jewish comedian. 
and that's why I like related to them. So does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's the character and actor I love the most. Um, and uh, you know, so that's that's who I would want to put on the Goldbergs because I feel like he fits in there. And um, yeah, having him be some kind of coach and maybe uh, like, but not being the wise ass, but having to be the kind of the Emilio Estevez dealing with the wise ass. Really <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. What's that actor's name? Matt Doherty. Okay, Matt Doherty. Right. So yeah, he's Lester Averman to me. That's all I know about. <laughs> yeah. So, and and Dave um, Averman. <laughs> yeah, Lester slash Dave Averman. His first name changes at some point. So. Yeah, that's, that's right. It does. And I wonder, how does that even happen? How do you think that even happens? (laughs) I think we asked Brill about this one time, and he just, I don't even remember what he said. It was just like an oversight, so I don't know. That's really funny. I guess that's happened on my show now that I think about it. It's like, (laughs) forget someone's first name. If they're, like, just called by their last name, they're like, their name is, like, Averman, so you forget. I think we gave um, Tim Meadows two names. It was Andre and then John. (laughs) <laughs> and then we had to decide on one because I did a spin-off about the character. So we're like, which one is it? We gave it two names. So we decided on John. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much for being very generous of your time. Uh, everyone, go watch The Goldbergs. It's all on Hulu. That's where I saw it. It's coming back to ABC, I assume, this fall, maybe? This fall, 8 o'clock, Wednesday nights. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday nights. So... Thank you for having me, guys. Always love talking ducks. Awesome. Appreciate it. For us, thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us. Go to Twitter, at quacktechpod. I didn't know where I was going there. Facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us which Mighty Ducks character deserves to be in the Goldbergs, outside of Goldberg, who's the obvious answer. And go to the shop. Buy your stuff. Go to Amazon. Click through the Amazon link. Help put some wind in the sails here. And remember, ducks fly together. Quack, quack.